This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 30? Yep. 30. 30. Yep. Hmm. How are you? Contemplative. About what? The fact that we've done 30 podcasts, right? I feel like at this point, our listenership is like, do they not think that this is going to last? Why would they think that? Because every time, every week, you're like, no, listen, I'm, you just get honest. I, I'm totally honest on these podcasts. Yeah. So not that I'm like amazed that we've made it this far, but... I think time flies when you're having a great time. Is that... That's what I've heard. I've heard that to be true in most cases. I'm having a great time, Dave. Yeah, as am I, if you can't tell. Well, um, so where do we start? Well, the NFL schedule came out yes. this past Thursday. Yes. Do you believe I, I want to go through this? Uh, obviously, I want to hear the stretches that you think are going to be tough. I want to hear overall impressions. But I do want today. I know it's early, 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 early. I would like an early record prediction. After we talk, we're not even talking about the schedule. We're not even breaking down week by week. We're jumping. No, that's like, what... are you a dessert girl first? Dessert first girl. I guess I should have more. Yeah, appropriately I said like no i but the end of the schedule i would like you to tell me what oh by the end of the schedule yeah all right i'm just telling my expectations for the show so when you yeah. looked at the when you look can i remind you of one thing before we continue i know what it is it's called the dave logan podcast I, well you know what <laughs> since you brought it up um <laughs> you know one thing this uh covid19 pandemic has assured yes is that julie and i now do this show in separate locations mm -hmm. by FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So there's not as much like punching in the shoulder during a break as there used to be since you and I have known each other for whatever it is, 30 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So can't do that via, I mean, virtual, virtual meetings. One thing they've yet to figure out a way to do is have any sort of contact. <laughs> this is the way of the future, man. Don't you think that the, the, some of the things we've, we've had yeah, I do think, yeah. to do. Yeah. I do think. Yeah. I mean, this is going to change a whole bunch. Of I things. think this is. Uh, I think this is going to change um, the business model of plenty of businesses. How how they go about it, right? Sales. I mean, I've got I've got a small company, sales driven. Um, hey, it's it's like everything else. I mean, it's it's uh, or everybody else. It's been a struggle. Um, you you do the best you can. I've got eleven people that work for me, and. Um, been able to keep all 11 but you know you have the you have the challenges on a day-to-day -day basis we have vendor partners that uh they're they're struggling at times not all of them but some of them and so you just try to do the best you can and be honest and uh and tell them that we think we're going to come out of this and hopefully that's going to be relatively soon well it's we talk about the NFL. That's all part of it, right? Like we talk about the yes. schedule, yes. But is it? It's contingent on obviously how things go until then. So when you did see the schedule, what were your first impressions? Well, I momentarily forgot that we were in the midst of a yeah. pandemic, right? I'm thinking, okay, this this looks good. Now we can get back <laughs> to football, and um, I I do think this. I think the NFL. I will be, and I said this before, I'll be shocked if the NFL does not play games this year. I think they will play. 
Um, the lion's share of their revenue is tied into those TV contracts. Now, I don't know if there'll be fans in the stands. I, I'm not willing to go that far because I simply don't know. There might not even be broadcasters uh, in the stadiums. We might be broadcasting. I think there's a possibility. Have you guys talked about that? Uh, we had Peter King on the the radio show that I do, uh, Logan Lewis on KOA News Radio, and he brought up that possibility. He said, Dave, I think there's a chance you might be doing the play-by-play of the Bronco games this year from the very same studio that you're doing this interview with me in. And sort of struck me, and I, I gave a very quizzical look that he couldn't see. Uh-huh. But then it sort of sunk in like, huh. And he said the same thing for the national broadcasters, that they may not be there. Now, the TV would have an advantage because presumably those broadcasters still, even if doing the game from their studio, would still have the ability to communicate with the producer. Therefore, they would be able to know what shots – we're coming up next and where the cameras would be radio broadcasters on the other hand would not we would be we would be watching whatever shots we get on tv trying to call the action for the radio audience without knowing exactly what the next shot might be of on the tv that that'd be challenging is that for Health related reasons, or is that for financial? Because Altitude used to do that on um, the soccer broadcast. It's health. more financial. Health. It's health. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, the financial. You know, we the the agreement that iHeart Media, which is uh, where I work, has with the Broncos. We we get, I think, there's five or six seats on the Broncos charter. Okay. So we fly on the team plane. So I think I think that would be strictly a health. Precaution, and I and listen. I don't know that th- that necessarily is going to happen. Nobody's told me that. Does that give you and anxiety? I, um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, it it would certainly be a challenge. And again, you know, one of the things about being at the stadium and doing a radio play by play broadcast is that that you assume the people listening to the radio cannot see the field, and so therefore I'm their eyes. Right. On the field. So you tr- you can I can look back and see what safeties are doing before the ball snapped. I can set uh, which side receivers are on. I can set who's in the backfield. Now, you might be able to do that from a particular TV shot that you have. But on the other hand, you might not. Because at times, you know, the TV shot will be of the sideline reporter uh, doing an interview or, or doing a hit on the sideline and when when the when the director in the truck wherever the truck is says uh, let's go back to camera 1 and camera 1 didn't get the sideline view of the next play well the quarterback might have the team at the line of scrimmage about to call call the snap at which point I would not be able to set you know where everybody is I would just have that's that's the drawback that's the main drawback I think trying to do a game from a studio off a TV broadcast that you have absolutely no input in, nor do you know what the next shot's going to be. If anybody can do it, you can do it. Well, we'll find out. Hopefully we we won't find out, right? Hopefully we don't. Okay, so we look at the schedule, and you see it, and you go, okay, I I forget in COVID-19 here. I'm pretty pumped. This looks like a better, an easier schedule. It's not as hard as last year. And you think, all right, I look at this. What schedule are you looking at? 
You don't think it's, this is as hard as last year? It's statistically, it's not. Last year was like the fifth hardest, <sighs> and this is the twelfth. Babe, I'm all about numbers. That mean nothing. Okay. Because because those numbers mm-hmm. are based on what the teams did last, last year. year. Mm-hmm. So Tampa Bay, last year not very good. Do you think right. Tampa Bay is going to be a bit better this year? They probably got to just ask him. Make them better. Okay. okay. Just I mean, just wondering. <laughs> Right, Aren't you see, glad now that you're 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 at home or wherever the hell you are? Like I think I'm going to go home now. Mm. Um, okay, so let's go. Tennessee Titans, Week One, Monday night. So the Broncos more like I think they're Monday night, Sunday night, and Thursday night. They're coming yeah. back in the middle. They get one of each. Yeah, one of each. Um, I, I will say this before we talk about the schedule. I think it's going to be, and I'm one of these guys that that has bought into the fact that I think this can be, and maybe slash should be a playoff caliber team this year. I don't buy into the, well, you're going to have basically a first-year starting quarterback. He's going to be – he had five starts last year. You've got a whole bunch of new weapons on offense. You weren't that good on the offensive line. I See, I don't – okay, even if I acknowledge some of that as being accurate, I don't buy into this is a two- or three-year uh, process. I just don't. If, if this takes two or three years, then a whole bunch of people that were involved – uh, in putting it together, probably will be watching the games in their respective homes in two or three years. So, so you think it's a win now mentality, or else? absolutely? I mean, I think I think. Listen, I think they've really improved themselves on offense. And I, I again, we talked last week about you know they didn't upgrade the tackle position. They didn't do anything about the tackle position. Okay, uh, I, I would say the chances of them having a new tackle or two new tackles starting in the season twenty twenty one are pretty good. But for this year, it's going to be Garrett Bowles, and it's going to be Juwan James. Um, so, but getting back to my point, I think if, if this is going to be a playoff caliber team, they have to start this year at reestablishing home field advantage. And they have, they've, been, they've been bad since the Super Bowl in 2015. They won their last three home games last year. And with those three wins, their home record – Starting in 2016 to today is 17 wins and 15 losses. So you've gone from being one of the most dominant home teams ever in the history of pro football to being a team that is barely above 500. And if you're going to be a 500 home team or thereabouts this year, mm-hmm. you might as well forget making the playoffs. It used to be such a great home field advantage here, yep. right? So and you got to get back to that. Mm-hmm. You have to get back to winning at least six home games every single year, which means this year. And then if you can manage to be a 500 team on the road, you've got 10 wins. 10 wins probably get you in. And that's to me, that's that's how you have to think. And it all starts with what you do at home. Okay, so they start off at home Monday night hosting the Tennessee Titans. This, I think, is a if you believe in this team, you believe in the youth movement, you believe what they are putting around Drew Locke and Drew Locke, this has to be a win, right? Yeah, but stop and think what you're saying. Yes, fine. Stop and think what you're saying. Here, here's, here's where Broncos fans fall into a really um, – deep hole it's a trap am i going are you talking about me well in this in this case if you if you you looked at this and said well i mean if you believe they're going to be a playoff team then this has to be a win what do you tennessee last year played in kansas city right in the afc championship game 
right? And had the lead. So what do you think Tennessee but they is saying? Okay. How did the Broncos do last year? I'm just saying, what do you think Tennessee and Mike Vrabel, what do you think they're saying about their opener on Monday night in Denver? Got to be a win. We've got to find a way to beat this. If we're going to be a playoff caliber team, we have to win this game. I mean, teams look at the Broncos the same way the Broncos fans look at these other teams. So that's well, now I've, don't depress me. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm like, just being honest with you. Okay, but if you don't you, think Tennessee looks at Denver and says we have to? We they, they've got Drew Locke who really hasn't proven anything. Yeah, they they've got an offensive line that we should be able to manhandle. They've got Vaughn Miller. They've got a pretty good defense, and I'm not sure that the home field advantage is not lost on the rest of the NFL, even though it hasn't been that great lately. I think people can still remember that Denver what can do you be mean? tough to play in. So I'm pointing out the positives. But that 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 makes no sense to me. You, you you think you think people may look at Denver as a very tough place to play? I do. I you you would have had to have do. been in the league for more than five years. I still do. I still think Denver is a is record wise. Maybe that doesn't support it, but it's still sold out all the time. It's still you don't. It's not a a breeze. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I think the league views playing the Broncos in Denver. Okay. We should be able to beat them. I mean that's just being real about it. Okay. I mean they've been they've been basically basically a 500 team 16 17 18 for 4 years. Okay. So are they going to win or not on that Monday night? Well, now now you get into sort of my wheelhouse because I'm an optimistic sort. Okay. Right? So, I mean, I'm going to in my mind, I've concocted a way that the I I I I think the Broncos are going to get to 10 wins. Wow, way to bury the lead. Okay. Yeah, 10 wins. So, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I think they have to be, and I already said it earlier, I think they got to be 6-2 and two at home, and I think they'll be 4-4 four and four on the road. you got to find four victories on the road schedule, and you got to find six wins at home. So, if you have to find six at home, and judging from this schedule, in my mind, one of those six is Tennessee. Now, right? Big, strong, offensive line, love to run the ball. Um, but it is going to be the opener. It's a Monday night. You know, I'm, I mean, if if there are fans there, they'll be hyped up. I'm, I'm assuming that everything sort of goes off as normal for the NFL, mm-hmm. although I don't think that'll be the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tennessee would be one of the games that I count as a win. Okay. Uh, week number two on the road at Pittsburgh. Uh, early game. I, th- I think it's better for the Broncos that they face the Steelers early uh, in, in uh, September because of two things. One, you're assured of getting at least decent weather. You're not going to get what at times you play back there in December, even in November, it can be really cold and it can be wet. Uh, and you also get Ben Roethlisberger coming off an injury last year uh, that he's only had one game. So Pittsburgh wasn't great even when Roethlisberger was there offensively. I think they're challenged on offense, but I will tell you this. They're not challenged on defense. They're really good on defense. So you'll find out a lot about the Broncos' offense in that game in Pittsburgh. You'll find out about Drew Locke, and you'll find out about Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler and Melvin Gordon and Garrett Bowles. And You're going to find out a lot about all of them because defensively, Pittsburgh will be one of the better teams they face all year. Do they win or lose in Pittsburgh? Um, I'm 
if I had to guess, I think it's a winnable game, but I would guess they lose. Okay. It's a tough place to play. Uh, okay. This is one that Bronco fans, I'm sure, looking forward to. Hopefully, we'll be able to be in the stands. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in past years hasn't been one of those that you might circle on your calendar, but because of Tom Brady, now it has. They were really good last year, even without Tom Brady on offense. Their problem was they threw the ball to the wrong team too many times. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, I mean, he's got two really good young wide receivers. They just signed Gronk not long ago. O.J. Howard's back at tight end. And now you got Tom Brady. One thing they don't do very well is run the ball. So, you know, I think obviously if there are fans allowed in the stands, this will be this will be a game that uh, they get very hyped out uh, out about or up about because of Tom Brady. Not necessarily there's any great uh, rivalry between the Broncos and the Buccaneers, but Tom Brady only has one team that he's faced in his career that he has a sub 500 record against, and that would be the Denver Broncos. He is eight and nine. So wow. I look for that record to be eight and ten. I look for the Broncos at that point to be two and one. Wow. Okay. I like yep. it. This then, is, then a short week. Right. This is a little concerning when you look at the schedule because it's Sunday hosting Tampa Bay, then Thursday night traveling to New York. Yep. Short week. Um, again, good that they're going early in the season because we've all been back uh, in the New York, New Jersey area in December, and that can be um, a little bit challenging. I had, I had one one person that is connected with the league, not here in Denver, that wondered if, even if the season went on, if if the New York teams would be ready to host games early in the season. That's a great question. So, and, and he brought up the fact that maybe this game turns out to be in Denver. Now, again, I don't have any... That, that's not me me saying, hey, you as people listening to this should anticipate that the Thursday night game in New York with the Broncos and the Jets is going to be ch- switched to Denver. I don't mm-hmm. know that, but he did bring it up. But assuming they go back to New York, this is one of the road victories, even though I think it'll be difficult. Uh, you got a young quarterback in, in Sam Darnold. Um, you know, Adam Gase is the head coach. There's no love lost between the Broncos organization and in particular John Elway and Adam Gase. Just think back to when the Broncos played not long ago in Miami and the Dolphins were putting it to the Broncos and then you get an onside kick and a fake punt in the same game. So uh, players don't care about that. But uh, I think the Broncos can find a way to win that. And I think at that point, they'll be three and one. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. This is one. They stay on the road at New England Patriots. Used to be one of those. Again, you circle on your calendar. Now, who is who's the quarterback now in New England? Uh, Stidham, uh, Jared Stidham, the okay. former Auburn quarterback. At least that's who we believe it's going to be right now. Mm-hmm. So that, again, and that's an early game too. Yeah, it's eleven a.m. Mountain Time, right? Yeah. So this this has not been Foxborough's not been a very good place to the Broncos historically. It's not been a very good place to anybody, but it will be a different New England team. It will, however, not be different from a defensive standpoint and the head coach, and they were really good on defense last year. Um, could this be a game the Broncos could steal? Yes. Do I, sitting here today in the comfort of my home on May 11th, do I think that will happen? Probably not, as we have to make our predictions. So I say the Patriots probably beat the Broncos in Denver now 3-2. and two. Okay, okay. Uh, which would actually... As a, bron- a person that, that watches the Broncos and follows the Broncos, I would be okay with three and two 
Never be okay, Julie, with 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 <laughs> a losing effort. Realistically, I like to I like to live in the real world. Um, Sunday, two oh five at home, Miami Dolphins. This must win. Me, okay, must win. Must win. I, I think the question of that will be: Will we see Tua Tungavaloa? Uh, maybe, maybe. But um, even if we don't, I think again it gets back to real real simple math for me if the broncos are expecting to be a playoff contending team there are certain games and especially ones at home that you have to win and to me miami even though they're better than they have been uh brian flores has done a pretty good job at least he closed out last year uh in a pretty good fashion but i think denver wins that game and they're four and two if you want to take a step forward you have to win that game no matter if you go to yeah. the playoffs or not, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is a big one. Kansas City Chiefs at home, 225 game. I'd love to hear what you think about this because if the Broncos are going to go 10 and 6, they got to steal one, I think, that you this, didn't. This is an easy one for me. This is an easy tell. one. Easy. Um, if, if Denver cannot get charged up to play Kansas City at home, a team that has beaten them nine straight times, right? I mean, that's, you know, do the math. That's four years and a game. So if you're going to be a team that that realistically thinks, hey, we got a shot, we're young, we've added some weapons, then you've got to beat the best. And last year was an awful performance by the Broncos. But the two previous games to last year in Denver, you could make a case, and I could make one easily, the Broncos gave both games away. Right? They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of one and had Kansas City backed up to a first and 30, first and 30, and let them convert and then wound up losing the game. And the other one, they lost in overtime. So... They have a better quarterback this year. Yeah. So I, I'm going to – listen, Kansas City will be favored. I mean, Denver Denver will be favored, I think, in five or six of their 16 games. Maybe maybe six. Maybe six or seven at the most. Kansas City will be a favorite in this game. Um, I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say the Broncos beat the Chiefs at Empower Field at Mile High. And with that victory, they're 5-2. and two. Yes! Well. That makes me excited. Now, I'm not sure what, what that gets me, again, in the early part of May, but that's what I'm going to say. I'm so excited. Okay, so week eight, the Broncos take a bye. I think this is, an, uh, this is a fine time for a bye, right? There's probably a couple guys that have nicked yeah. up at this point. Here, here or later, but that's okay. fine. All right. So then the team goes on the road at Atlanta, the game that you guys were supposed to go to London for, correct? Yep. Really going to miss that London trip. <laughs> really? Um, no. I mean, you know, listen, I've been, I've, I've been to all the places that the Broncos have – have played outside the country. Mm-hmm. The, the selfishly, the difficult thing for me is if we have a high school football season, and I'm a high school, I'm a head coach in high school. I mean, the Broncos would leave for that game probably no later than I'm guessing Thursday. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. So, a, you got to buy your own ticket. I got to buy a ticket and then fly. And I did that the last time they played in London, mm-hmm. and it was I flew a red eye and got in like Saturday. Really, I can't even remember where I was. Uh, and came back with the team right uh-huh. right after the game. It was back in my film session in high school at three o'clock on Monday. But it was it was. Jet listen, lag. I won't miss the trip. 
How about that? Uh, speaking of high school coaching, did you see that Philip Rivers is? Yes. What do you think about at a uh, St. Michael's Catholic in Alabama? Alabama. Yeah. Not surprising. His dad uh, has been a high school coach or was a high school coach yeah. forever. 25 so, years, I think. Yeah. I like that move. Yeah, okay. I do too. All right. So Atlanta win. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think that's one of the road victories. I think you have to find a way to beat Atlanta. That'll be no easy tap. Anytime, you know, you have Matt Ryan uh, and you play in a dome. And again, assuming the fans will be there. They, they they can get a little rowdy, but I'm going to say six and two with a win. Dang, I love it. Okay, here's a great one. One that I probably have to go on this trip. The 11th of actually November 15th. We'll slow today uh, at Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, win. I mean, you got you got to have a win, right? I, I've got I've got one of the one of the road victories this year coming against the Raiders in a new stadium. But again, it goes back to. Um, you know how they play. There's not. There's not. There's going to be such a fine line between winning and losing with this team, and so it, it'll come down to um, somebody making a play, somebody making a catch. You think back to, and I, I was thinking about this today. In 2015, the Broncos uh, wind up going to the Super Bowl and winning, right? And what what we as humans do is we tend to, as time goes on, forget how tough certain things were and we just look at the bottom line or the final results and we say, ah, oh, it's a Super Bowl championship season. That was a dominating defense. They just killed people. They just blow of those games that year, of sixteen regular season games, twelve of those games were one score games. Wow. And of those twelve, how many do you think the Broncos won? Nine. Ten. Wow. Ten and two in one-score games. So they just developed an ability to win close games. And this young team this year is going to have to do something. You're not going to have to win 10 of 12, but you have to develop a real confidence that in a close game, we can find ways to win. We've got guys that can make plays. Mm -hmm. Somebody will make a catch on third and 12 with whatever, 50 seconds to go in the fourth quarter that – gets a first down. Then we go down and we kick a 49-yard field goal on the road. It, there has to be two or three of those games for, for, my, for my prediction to be true. There has to be. And you mentioned confidence. I don't feel like at the quarterback position, Bronco fans had confidence in that position, nor did that quarterback have confidence in that position. I feel like the things have changed, right? Like I feel like Drew Locke is going to be that guy. Well, he's, in yeah. close games is going to have that confidence, whether it happens or not. We'll see. I'm, I'm not ready. Listen, I'm not ready to anoint him with that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's something you got. You have to earn. And the way you earn it, and I'm not saying he's not capable of it because I think he is, but the way you earn it is you have to do it. You have to show your teammates that, hey, you know what? Give me the ball with a minute and 40 to go, down four from our 20. I got this. We're fine. Once you show your teammates that, then it's just amazing what that confidence does to a team. They they start making plays. It's it just snowballs. But you have to you have to show it. You have to show that you have the ability to so do it. So seven and two going into the home game against the Chargers? Yep. Wow. I want to have what you're having. Yep. Okay. Home game against the Chargers on my daughter's birthday. So you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Eight and two, Dave? Eight and two. Again, there's two or three games in here that I think will be really close, that could go either way. I'm I'm betting on a team 
that finds ways in those games to win because they certainly have found, I mean, look at last year. They found enough ways to lose. Yeah. So eight and two. Okay, here's a loss. Home against the Saints? Let's go with the Saints. We'll, we'll, we'll say, I mean, yeah. yeah otherwise, reasons. you know, if I predict 14 and two, I get killed as being a homer. Drew Brees, one of my all time favorite quarterbacks, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it'd be All fun right. to see a high so scoring high. game. You're, you're, so that's you're eight and three. Okay. Then we go, the Broncos go in December on the road at Arrowhead. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, obviously your you, Chiefs will be favored there. It's just a matter of what the number will be. So let's say Kansas City. With a victory there, that makes the Broncos eight and four. Okay, Broncos got to get back on track, I believe, because we're at week fourteen at Carolina. Yeah, um, interesting there. New offensive coordinator, um, new quarterback, Christian McCaffrey. I'm I'm going to say, I'm going to say Carolina probably finds a way to win that game. All right, so we're talking. So that's eight and five. That's eight and five. So the Broncos have now lost three straight games. Yep. However, it's a the Saints, and then two have come on the road. Okay, so week fifteen, uh, the Bills. That's a tough game. I think the Broncos are fortunate they have it here for two reasons. One, they tend to play better at home. Two. I can't imagine. Well, I've played in Buffalo in December, and I've called games in Buffalo in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll pass if given the option. So Buffalo really good on defense and uh, a young quarterback in Josh Allen who uh, got him to the playoffs last year. But again, I'm going to say you got to find a way to win those games, those close games at home. I'm going to say Denver finds a way to win, and they are now 9-5. and five. Okay. Okay. Um, at Chargers? Yeah. I'm going to say this is probably going to be tough new stadium. Right, uh, you beat the Chargers at home. Uh, I've got them beating the Raiders on the road. Who's the Chargers quarterback again? Tyrod Taylor, oh, that's at right. least as as a. But they as drafted speak. a quarterback, didn't they? Yeah, they drafted the kid out of Oregon. Okay. Oh right, he's supposed to be a he's supposed to be a great dude. By the way, I have a friend like that, great dude, like in terms of like a guy like, you want to have coffee with, or yeah, like he's a Justin really, Herbert, really smart, like a biology major. I think I have a friend that's a marketing. Why person. would you want a quarterback necessarily that's a biology major? <laughs> Her point was that she's the director of marketing there. Her point is that he 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 can talk about other things than just football. So there's a dumb jock sort of syndrome going on with you. Is that what is that what I is that what I I like hear? it when like, somebody's different. Don't you? I like it when somebody can throw the ball <laughs> to the right team. That's what I'm looking for in a quarterback. Um, I'm going to say the Chargers find a way to win this game. Okay. And so the Broncos now nine and six. All right. This is a great way to end the season at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Still going to take me a minute to be able to say Las Vegas. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, as a play-by-play guy, I've already started uh, <laughs> practicing that. Yeah. It took me a while to get to Los Angeles Chargers. I know. Now you yep. got it again. Okay. Just hope that it's not going to be the Duluth Packers before I retire. Mm-hmm. So I have them beating the Raiders at home. Thus, that's their 10th victory of the year. And the Broncos finish 10-6. and six. I feel great. After talking to you for 31 minutes. I feel great after working out and having a lot of uh, like a good solid protein shake. Well, that sounds good, too. But seriously, this makes me feel great that there's something really exciting to look forward to. So I I take it your brief assessment. You do not think they will be 10 and six. Um, I think you're having them. A lot of things go right for them. I think they're going to be better than the than last year for sure. God knows. Haven't we seen enough things go wrong for them? 
Yeah. Don't you think it's... I still am not totally convinced that the cornerback situation is going to be fantastic. I'm not totally convinced the offensive line, the issues are not going to be there. You've been listening to too much talk radio. Uh, No, I actually, I I know my shit. (laughs) Football-wise? Yeah. I mean, you tell me that I should feel okay about a cornerback that has not played yet, that they're depending on. Tell me that I should feel okay about an offensive line that there's questions on both tackles. Mm -hmm. I love your optimism. I do. And you know what? Mm. I hope you call me out next season. I would rather, I would, I would like maybe, maybe you'll be doing the play by play of the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, I'm not saying I don't have questions Mm -hmm. and and Bryce Callahan, you talking about him. I'm assuming he's going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And by the way, so are the Broncos. Right. And I'm assuming Juwan James is going to be healthy Mm -hmm. and, so are the Broncos. Right. And I'm assuming Garrett Bowles, you know, is a little bit better than he was early in the season last year. Yeah. And my biggest assumption is that Pat Shermer, the new offensive coordinator, with the weapons that he has, can take some pressure off the offensive line by getting the ball out of Drew Locke's hands a little bit quicker and being creative in how he how he employs this offense did you see where he was talking to reporters about that he wants to work on his speed and i wanted to ask you about that aren't you either you're either fast or you're not fast at this point have you not gotten better at anything in your life simply by identifying what that is Uh and then working on that specific thing i don't think you can get faster you can okay i can't yes take this the right way only a (laughs) non-athlete okay would say something like that and again I have the shelter of my own home because we're doing this practicing social well, why distancing. Why doesn't everybody get faster? From they could. Their times they could. In college. They could. Dude. They could. Okay. But you got to work at it, and there's mm-hmm. there's specific things you can do mm-hmm. that help. Do you, uh, honestly stop and think what you Sometimes just said. I just like to argue. Do, with do you. you not? Well, I know, but good lord, do you not think athletes can like get faster? I just I'm talking. Do you think athletes can jump higher? Yes, I just don't feel like I see a lot of guys coming out of college all of a sudden becomes like Michael Vick was fast when he was in college. Well, yeah, and he okay, was fast that's as Michael a, Vick. As a professional, I think you come in with the characteristics that you have. You can tweak them, but I don't think you – when do you see guys completely change their strengths? Well, that, that wouldn't be completely changing his strength. That would simply be identifying that he wants to get faster okay. and then working in a specific and intentional way with the trainer, with the Broncos trainers or whomever mm-hmm. he works with to do just that. I mean, there are very few people in the world that at the age of 22 mm-hmm. couldn't identify one thing, physically speaking, and make that thing better if they chose to work that hard and worked with the right people. Mm-hmm. What would it? What would if you could identify one thing that you would like to do better, physically speaking? What would it be? I'd like to run farther, not faster. Well, farther. then I th- I think you could probably like. What do you run? Where do you run now? What do you Watch run? Park. Well, I mean, how, what, so you want to do distance? I wanna you want to do, do faster distance or just longer? I want. You could do that. You, you train. You train to build up your body in terms of. Your your running regimen, you you could absolutely. Okay. Do you think people like wake up and say, you know what? I think on Thursday, I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. Or do no. you think th- you think they work up to it? Just okay, but you kind of understand where I'm coming from. No, right? I really don't. You can't all of a sudden get be a deep beast. I'm not saying he's slow. 
you just can't have you just can't go from average running guy to speed guy. I don't know, but you can increase your speed. And that's what he said he wants to do. And he's an athlete. I mean, this this kid was a I mean, he had division one opportunities to go play basketball. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's athletic. I need to hang out with you more. You're more optimistic than I am. Yeah, let me think about that, and I'll have my people get to your people. See you next week. Au revoir.